So, what was the first one we learned? The first commandment? Should have no other gods before me. The second one is very similar. See, when in the book of Exodus, when God gives the people of Israel his precepts, his, his laws, it's because he wants them to be a priestly kingdom, a holy nation. And those laws that were given so many years ago are still the foundation that we as a people in the Judeo-Christian tradition, it's how we live together in peace and in harmony. It's how we can all get together and go on hikes from church to church to church. And everybody enjoys that and has a good time. The first commandment, you shall have no other gods before me, goes hand in hand with the second. I'm going to read that to you from the original King James Version, not the original Torah, (laughs) but the original King James Version because the language is a little bit lofty and it just kind of gives me the feeling that this is God talking to me. So it says, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me, And keep my commandments. Now that's pretty serious language, isn't it? Can't understand it, but it's serious, trust me. If we make a worship, if we make or or and or worship a graven image, God will not only judge and punish us, but our children and their children and even their children. That's what that's saying. But what on earth is a graven image, and why shouldn't I want one? So let's spend just a few minutes talking about that before you get on the road. You see, ancient peoples would often worship things that they couldn't understand. For example, they'd see the sun up in the sky, and they'd feel its warmth, and they could appreciate the light that it gave, And they knew that it had something to do with making stuff grow. And because they didn't understand how all of that worked in the natural order of things, they guessed that it had to be something supernatural. Maybe the work of a god who caused some kind of things to happen. So the ancient Egyptians worshipped a god called Amun-Re, who in their minds was the god responsible of all things having to do with the sun. So to them, Amun-Re placed his symbol, the sun, up in the sky to show his power and influence in the natural world. And so the Egyptians carved an image 
they engraved an image, a graven image, see what I did there? Of Amun Re, the sun god, and they prayed to it for continued light and warmth and good, plentiful crops of food. And they would worship their carved sun god or idol so that the god Amun Re wouldn't become angry and deny them all those things that they needed. But in the second commandment, God himself says that he's a jealous God. Now, what does jealous mean? What does it mean? That is exactly what it means. In order to understand this, like what's your name? James. James, like James does, you have to distinguish between jealous and envious. Okay? Envious is what you said. Yeah. Envious means that we want something someone else has, whereas jealous means something a little bit different, James. You see, if Jimmy has a hiking merit badge and I don't, I'm envious of Jimmy and his hiking merit badge. But if I have a hiking merit badge and Jimmy tries to tear it off my uniform because he wants it, because he's envious, I protect it so he can't steal it because I'm jealous of it. God doesn't want or need anything from anybody. God is protective of what is his. He's protective of us, his people. He's jealous of us. And because of that, he doesn't want us to waste our lives bowing down and worshiping little insignificant things, stuff that have no power to do anything anyway. That makes sense, doesn't it? But there's more to the second commandment than that. The commandments that are given to us in the book of Exodus, the second book in the Torah, are also given to us once again in the fifth book, which is Deuteronomy. Moses reminds the people there that when God gave them the law back at Mount Sinai in Exodus that he didn't come to them in any material form. They didn't worship God that day when they received the commandments represented by something carved. No, they worshipped him in spirit and in truth. What God is saying is that he doesn't want to be worshipped in the same way that people have always worshipped They're little bitty, lesser, limited gods. He doesn't want to be one of many gods worshipped alongside the sun god, the rain god, the moon god, the god of hiking, whatever god. He doesn't want to be represented by little wood carvings or stone carvings or gold sculptures. He doesn't want to be a golden calf created out of the gold that was collected up at the base of Mount Sinai when Moses was up getting the Ten Commandments, God cannot be contained 
in the form of anything in the natural world. God's way too big for that. He created the universe and everything in it, and he can't be contained inside a carved idol to be worshipped. But wait a minute. Some of you might be saying, but wait a minute. As a matter of fact, turn to the person next to you and say, but wait a minute. Don't we have a baby Jesus in our nativity scenes at Christmas? Don't we hang crosses on our walls, some of them with the image of Jesus on them? Don't we make pictures and paintings and statues to represent Christ and God? And we put them in our homes and churches. You might be sitting there going, but wait a minute, pastor. There's a great big wooden cross right there. This might surprise you. But God is not concerned with our use of symbols to represent him. That's not the point of the second commandment. God is simply commanding us not to shrink him down to the same level of those man-made gods of wood and stone that have no power. Don't put God, he's saying, don't put me, the great and almighty God, creator of all things, seen and unseen, Don't lower me down to the same level as those other gods. You see, if we we look at the cross, for example. And if that image of the cross takes our hearts into the presence of God so that we are moved to worship him, the one true God then we are following the commandments. See, for Christians, we don't worship the cross. We worship the God that once for all of us hung from it as payment for all the sins of the world. We don't worship the little baby in the nativity scene that's on our table but the God who was willing to humble himself to become a real baby in a real manger so that he could grow up to be the perfect, sinless man able to go to that cross for us. You see the difference? That's the point of the second commandment. And if we keep it according to the second commandment, We are loving God, and then God says that he will show us mercy. And I promise you, all of us need God's grace and mercy. But you've got a hike to go on, and that's a talk for another time. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. All right, hikers, we're going to head over to Woodridge Baptist Church, which is just across.
across the street this way. We're going to go out these doors down to the crosswalk here. We'll walk across and, um, the entrance we're going to be entering over there is going to be the furthest away. So just follow me, please. 